You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Chris and today I'm joined with John. How are you doing? Evening Chris, <laughs> just the two of us tonight. Apart, apart, I'm joined with you, not uh, just by you. Co-joined, it's also not co-joined. <laughs> so it's Siamese Twin Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so do they call them Siamese Twins anymore? Is that politically incorrect or something? I don't know. Right, uh, we're already off at a tangent. Right, we've got plenty to talk about tonight, so we better get cracking into it with uh, probably the highlight of the podcast, the double charity bet one at the weekend. We may as well just like mention that and then we could just end it. We could just we go could, right. Could, Cheers. Speak to you next week. The cigars are out. Cause, well, it was a really good start because two minutes into the Dunfermline game, uh, El Back to get the, the opening goal. He was our, our pick for first goal scorer. Oh, did we get the end? 11 2, I think it was. Oh, that's a good that's a good price. So it, was eh? a, it, was a good, it was a good wee price, eh? And then uh, we had the, the treble on Dunfermline who went on to win 7 1. Against Cowden Beast. That's that, that's done filming the one four, one five, one six, one and seven one the last four games. That's what we said. It's gonna be eight next week. Or this weekend. Aye. I wonder how many folk will open the eight one. I bet folk will for it. it might. Oh, apparently I I was reading that somebody had a bet on seven nil and Cowden Beast one came in the eighty ninth oh. minute. <laughs> Sick But apparently they'd hedged their bets and went for seven one as well. <laughs> so they got away with it. So I've had bets all my life. But uh, we had the, the treble was combined with uh, Dundee and Aberdeen, and although Aberdeen did go behind to Motherwell, which we'll come back to later on, they, they, they turned it into 1 2 1, uh, which was the same score when Dundee won. So uh, that was, uh, I think, when we finally cut out the, the stake and uh, I totaled it all up, we got about 84 quid for one weekend. So that's a good start. We'll take that. Bad start, though. Yeah. So that's to come. We've got uh, a lot of football action from the, the midweek and uh, obviously the weekend as well to, to cover so we may as well go back and start with the midweek fixtures aye we're probably and not going to cover them too much we've only got mm, yeah it's that more like oh yeah kind of that way don't remember it plus you can't really get any highlights mate. well you uh, you should week off for a start aye so uh, <laughs> you're kind of interested in the midweek fixtures was a bit, a bit less than most I, I watched um, it on the Derby though yeah, uh, it was... I heard it was a cracker. I was I wasn't able to watch it on Tuesday night, unfortunately, but I heard it was an absolute cracker. And uh, I, well, I mean, I'd, I'd taken Dundee to, to win the game, but uh, when I heard they were two 0 down, I feared the worst. Aye, but, but took... some comeback. It took a, to be honest, it took a while to kind of get going, but the last half hour or so, I um, was superb. Really good stuff. Both teams, both teams, kind of. I would say Dundee had the better the first half certainly, and then. As football goes, against another play, player spittle, comes up with a bit of kind of a magic and gets a gets the opener, and then not long after, two 0 up, and it's looking like probably Dundee are going to win. However, what about seven minutes ago, Greg Stewart comes up with a lovely equaliser left footer inside the box, and injury time, stoppage time, or tomorrow about five minutes ago, they put my pick up front. He'll defender up front trick and <laughs> it pays off. But how good is that? Stoppage time at the home of your rivals. Mm-hmm. Equaliser. He was, and it was just he showed a bit more desire than what he did do right. And that's how, kind of how it worked out. Probably overall, on reflection, probably a fair result in the end. 
because I would say Dundee United did come, come more into the game and had to get a better second half and actually when they were tuning up Spittle had a couple of chances but they could have got a hat trick even maybe had a three or four so I really good game and I've watched was I watched that last week and then I watched what else did I watched I watched some English game I can't remember what it was which, oh I know what it was Aston Villa and Man U on Friday mm. chronic no contest it Dundee Dundee it was far better I, I think that it's probably unfair to compare the, the, the English Premiership with any Dundee Derby because any, any Dundee Derby I've seen in a, for a good while now has been an absolute cracking game. So it was, uh, I was disappointed to miss it on Tuesday. So. Oh, I, I mean, even like, we used to talk up the Edinburgh Derby and almost every single Edinburgh Derby I'd sit down and watch would be absolutely dire. And then occasionally you'd get a good one. Whereas the Dundee Derby seems to be the other way around. You occasionally get a bad one but they're mostly good. Aye. So I, I, I mean, comparing the, the mighty Premiership with the with Dundee Derby's from a bit unfair the Premiership, asking a lot. Yeah, I think Dundee got what they deserved on the end because they're certainly, as I said, mentioned last week, they're certainly playing a kind of really positive attacking lineup. I mean, even their fullbacks are kind of constantly getting forward, and then they basically got Kevin Thompson sitting, and that's it. Um, however, Kevin Thompson got injured, unfortunately. Again, you know, a bit unlucky with injuries. Aye, uh, just about his whole career. I think since he left Hibs, really. I don't remember him being injured at Hibs, but since he left Hibs, he went to Rangers and he spent more his time on the injury treatment table than he did in the team, unfortunately. Did he not break his leg when he hit Rangers and Middlesbrough? I think. It might well have done, aye. It's, it's, it's funny because when, when uh, Thompson and Brown were both at Hibs, if you'd asked me which one I'd wanted, it would have been Thompson. Yeah. But obviously Brown's come to Celtic and he's he's grown into being the, the captain's role and he's he's we miss him when he doesn't play. as was evident on uh, Wednesday night actually. <laughs> I don't know, he'd picked up some wee knock or something, so wasn't he on the team. And uh, Celtic just didn't quite seem well uh, to go right. And even um on Saturday he he went off after about uh, seventy minutes. And Celtic went for four 0 to four two. Now there's a bit of uh, there's a mistake or two from Boyal, which uh, yeah. certainly certainly didn't help Celtic's cause in that in, in, against Inverness. But even then, I mean, I, I think Boyata lost the ball in both incidents, and there was enough time that someone else should have been able to cover for his mistake. Yeah. It's not as if it was immediately gave it away in the right part of the squad. There's a, there's a few seconds where somebody should play. Like nobody tracks Christie's run in the first goal, for instance. He did a couple of times, mind you, Boyata. There was one in the first half he gave the ball away, I remember, as well. He's a wee bit of a bomb scare at times. Um, um, he should maybe leave and Dyke to play the football and just let it. Aye, possibly. I mean, uh, if you think back to the, the, the big debate about whether Craig Gordon had uh, stopped a goal-scoring opportunity or not, it was Boyata that gave the pass away in the first place that let Ross County get forward. See, he seems to be one of one that's he's quite... He, he's, he's a bit prone to this. Yeah. Uh, so, somebody's, I read on Twitter, uh, suggested that it's a bit like Van, uh, Victor Van Yama's early days at Celtic because he, he started at the back and he was a bit dodgy uh, but when he moved into midfield he played really well I don't know I don't know, I don't think that's going to happen with Boyata no, I don't think so there's a wee rumour kicking about Twitter tonight that uh, Denier may be returning what is that? that wouldn't be too bad quite like that certainly help you for Wednesday night aye I, I think that's probably part of the it would be nice I don't think we've got time to get him back for Wednesday night now. I think you'd need to have some measures there by Tuesday there's also another rumour that Gary Hooper will take to get Gary Hooper back. Saying that, is that a good move though? I mean, he's, has he, he's not really done much at Norwich. Ah, 
I, I no, still think Griffiths is your best bet. Maybe, I don't know what he's gonna, how he would do in Europe, but it's hard to tell because he's not no, really been given many opportunities. But surely on Wednesday, we're probably kind of going to ahead ourselves. We'll talk about us anyway. Yeah. But ah, um, surely Griffiths play. should start instead of Chifty. Yeah, you would think so. I think, I think the thing with Gary Hooper is he would almost thrive in the, the Ronnie Dyla style because we are, we're almost looking for one of these gold poaching kind of strikers and Gary Hooper was really good at that. Now, you're right, he hasn't, he just doesn't seem to be uh, flavouring a month at Norwich and I don't know why because any time I've seen him, well, I don't watch English football much, but any time I've seen him in match of the day, he's played really well. Yeah, so I think I, there's maybe play, something talk, else going I, on there. I'll try to play Cameron Jerome, who's a bit more kind of Probably hold the ball up a bit better, maybe. I don't know. Aye, that, that's probably the plan. And I thought I've it to look for somebody to hold the ball up. That certainly wouldn't be Gary Hooper. That was never his strength. No. Yeah, but in fact, for off, Chief Chief is probably a better off for that. Um, and he may get a, a, another shout on, on Wednesday night. Won't you wait and see? But um, yeah, I, I think there's, there's, there's obviously rumours flying around here, there, and everywhere. And, uh, we'll, yeah, the other. We'll there was other suggestions in sports scene. That, uh, well, I don't know if it was suggestions, but. Uh, there was there was mentions of uh, young Christie, which was uh, as if they were saying, "Oh, how long can ever nice hold on to him?" And then, uh, aye, well, and, you know what, Andy, Andy, yeah. obviously, that's been on the podcast a couple of times last season. He seems to think that there could be possibility that Christie will be before the kind of transfer window. But if he does goes, uh, some sort of agreement in place that he comes back on loan for the rest of the season. So that wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing for Inverness. However, it depends what kind of fee. That they're talking about because it might not. I don't know how much it would be. Half a million, maybe more. Probably. Be good money for Inverness. Aye, but potentially he's worth more worth if he. You know that way. It's a yeah, tricky aye. one. You're think. almost looking for give us some money and what I say a selling fee. If you yeah. sell one, then we've got a cut of it. Definitely, that would be ideal. Scottish clubs should definitely be doing that if they're selling the mm-hmm. youngsters down south or wherever they're maybe going to go. So it'll be interesting to keep an eye on what, what's happening there. Uh, certainly Aberdeen, Derek McInnes has said that he's quite happy with the squad, however, he's no, there's money available and he's no averse to another couple of players coming in. Uh, right, so he, he, might, he might make some more business. Or... There was one linked who was Josh Parker, an uh, English guy who's playing at Red Star Belgrade. Which is a bit right. of a, well, I say English guy, he's plays for, oh, who was it? He's playing for some Caribbean team at national level. <laughs> that is true. What, St. Kitts and Nevis, that kind of level? Something like that, but uh, let me see. Actually, was I know a Motherwell guy a few uh, years ago was playing Antigua. for too many ones? Antigua, there you go. Possibly, he's playing for Antigua, and, uh, sorry, Antigua and Barbuda, national team. Oh, uh, aye, aye. Because so, that's not fair, you need to play against two different teams at the same time. Aye, I can't <laughs> say, obviously I can't say I know anything about my part from reading on Wikipedia, but <coughs> I'd, I'd said for kind of one of the boys and myself, you know, been talking for a while saying we need another option on why. I think I've mentioned it probably in the podcast a couple of times, but um, he's down as being a winger or forward, and looking at his goals record from the games that he's played, I would hope he's a winger. Um, not that he's played a mass amount of football but he's only scored he's been around since 2009 and scored 18 goals however two couple of seasons back he got 14 and 42 for Dubzali so and he's got so could be a good option especially if he can play wide as well because mentioned maybe that we need someone up front but I would rather get someone up front it's hard to say off how good he is but I've just noticed actually he's got the same birthday as me there we go a bit younger mind you <laughs> Get him signed. 
Aye, I'm saying exactly. So, see what happens there. And uh, I don't know what other clubs, whether there's any talk at Hike Hearts have said they're pretty much, their business is done, I think. I can see why. I mean, they, they have signed a few players already. Um, and they're kind of starting to bed in now, which is good. So, so Although, uh, I don't think some of them are uh, making friends with uh, certain St. Johnson players. <laughs> Yeah, possibly not. It's, uh, Brad McKay Brad was uh, censured uh, earlier today for uh, his uh, comments on, uh, was it Juanma he was complaining about? Yeah, it was, was, uh, yeah. was going down too easily, like a typical foreigner or something along those lines. Which yeah. um, I, 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 I did point out that that should be dealt with uh, in the same manner as Tonev was dealt with and it's, it's pretty racist. But uh, Craig did pull me up on this on Twitter and suggested that it wasn't racist, it was xenophobic. And there's a difference. And I thought, nah, he's right, yes. It's, it's, it's probably xenophobic, not racist. Yeah, not, yeah. Not, that, not that I think that's any excuse. I think they should, no. both should be punished quite harshly because, let's face it, my name on mine, I've heard xenophobia even directed at me when I'm two generations removed. <laughs> oh, I'd be interested to see what happens and what kind of actions taken against them. Uh, I suppose we could talk about, even before going into the football, the, the transfer that did happen that was a bit uh, yeah Scott Allen I was going to say, say, say out the blue but uh, <laughs> Aye, definitely out the blue into the green <laughs> so there we are because after all the uh, Rangers and they're trying to buy him with gingy bottles uh, he's eventually signed for Celtic yep which uh, has, has raised a few eyebrows I must admit it's uh, he had been linked to Juve Celtic, there had been it, talk. Yeah, I, I mean, that's one of these rumours I'd heard a couple of months ago that Celtic were interested in him, but it was a question of would he want to come because he's a Rangers fan, which apparently he's talked down today. Ah, he's I said that, yeah. yeah. But, but it's some sort of, it's been exaggerated how much of a Rangers fan he was. It's a bit of a supported. Aye, maybe. There's no doubt in my mind he's a big Rangers fan, and, or was it, at least as a kid. But um, it was also pointed out to me that he's been in the football system since he was 11, basically. So, but there's a different mentality when it comes to football. Aye, when you're a player. Over the years when you're a player. Yeah. So, you can imagine he's probably, he's made the move because it's a good move for him. It's it's a step up from Hibs. There's a chance of playing European football this season if he can uh, get into the team. There's a chance of winning trophies, which... Uh, They'll definitely want to try and do. There's obviously there'll be a, a raise in the money he's making at Hibs as well, so it's, it's a good move for him. The question that I've got is whether it's a good move for Celtic because I'm not yeah, I'm not fans? convinced I see where he fits in, and I do, and I think the the fact that Henderson's gone out and won at Hibs for the season as well, okay, that clears a space for him. But a is Henderson better than him possibly? Uh, Alan Stubbs seems to think so. I was going to say that, don't he? I, I, I kind of want to say that myself actually because anything I've seen of Henderson has been pretty good anything I've seen of Allen has been alright but Similar I've not really players. seen much of Allen I think's the problem is Henderson Whereas, a bit deeper? no aye I think that's the difference I'd, I'd like part of when I was in sports, uh, sports scene last night he was saying there were two different players you can't really compare them so. but McGee has scored today but, um, well I've, I was hearing that might still happen but it's it, it, it never dependent on the, that, the, the Allen transfer so it's just, we'll see what happens here. If we can get McGeer off the off our uh, squad list, then I'm not going to complain about bringing Scott Allen in to replace him. Yeah. But um, I think, not to sound like John Collins, but I think Scott Allen's going to have to improve his game to uh, get into the Celtic team. 
Well, if you're lucky, even it. I mean, even if you look at Armstrong and Mackay Stephen, they're not first picks. They're kind of in and out the team. No. So, and no, the amount, amount of games Celtic have got, he said, I'd imagine he will get, he will, he will, he will get games. Um, the one that's probably most, I would think most maybe in danger is maybe Commons. Maybe. But then Commons isn't getting a game really either because uh, Celtic's central midfield tends to be Brown and Beaton sitting deep with Johansson in front of them. So Commons ends up being pushed out to the wing where he's not quite as comfortable. No. Uh, and even then, it seems to be more sort of Armstrong and Mackay Stephen and Forrest, they're the guys that are getting picked rather than Commons. Commons is kind of coming off the bench when we get to use them. But I, I think, I, I, I don't doubt Scott Allen will, will certainly try his best for Celtic and he'll be trying to, try to make his, uh, his own impact on the team. And I wish him all the, all the best for that, obviously, being a Celtic fan. Um, Since so, he's going to stay in Glasgow as well, so he's not put off by the fact that he could be, op- sad to say, but that he could be open to yeah, well, a bit of abuse. I, I, even, when he was linked, yeah, even when he was linked with Rangers, he was getting all sorts of abuse. And then when it suddenly became that he was going to sign for Celtic, those that were complaining about abuse were at the centre of the abusing. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've seen some... Uh, like, the, the poor boy gets some amount of stick as it is whether he, before, whether he was going to sign for Rangers or now that he's signed for Celtic it's just there's no need for it and he's I, I, I don't want to say he's a boy because he's no because he's 23, 24 Aye. or something like that, which isn't, isn't as young as people think he is he's, he's probably he's still he's still young you don't need that abuse when you're when you're going to your work effectively yeah he's probably looked at the situation as well and thought right perhaps we weren't going to sell him to Rangers that wasn't happening yeah. so he could much as stubbs as I still played him for both parties, Hibs and Scotland, it's worked out well because, okay, Hibs might have continued playing him, but an unhappy player, is he going to be performing at his best? Maybe not. And then for Scott Allen, he's at a club that wants him and potentially better career move if he gets games. I, th- I, th- I think Hibs will be delighted with the move. Certainly, certainly they're getting a good player in Henderson to replace him. And they've got an unhappy player off the books, and they've got good money, but they've must have got the money that they wanted for him. So that's, I think, as far as they're concerned, that's, that's good business. So I can't really complain. And again, I, I hope Henderson does really well because um, he did sign a three-year contract just before he signed the loan deal. Yeah. So we, we should hopefully get him back, and hopefully a, a season in the championship. Uh, following on for the, the loan spell he had at Rosenberg in, in Norway for a few months he's going to have some decent experience uh, and he'll be ready to come back and play for Celtic I was just thinking there as well actually earlier on we were talking about options no that he's uh, McGregor there's another option yeah So uh, he, he actually he got, he got on at the weekend uh, against Inverness so uh, yeah we should probably go back and talk about the other games because other than the Dundee derby I know we didn't see much in midweek uh, there was a, a one each draw for St Johnson against Ross County a 0-0 draw with Inverness and Partick Thistle, which I'm fairly sure somebody predicted right as a, as a Paul band. Uh, the only team that won the midweek was Hearts. They beat Mullow 2-0 because uh, Kilmarnock and Celtic was a, a last-minute sort of penalty, which I think the can't give us a penalty as a game. He was a bit clumsy. Uh, but we should praise the, 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 the Paneka impersonation. Aye, it's certainly brave anyway. It's not, not bad at all when you're 2-1 down. This is a, it's an equaliser in the final minute if you score it. So wait to do yourself to the fans early on as well, anyway. Aye. But, but, but aye, brave move, because obviously if, if Gordon stays put... He catches uh, it, yeah. Catches <laughs> it, but aye. And Kamarik, credit to them. I mean, I, I don't think anyone, would have, even Kamarik fans, would have expected them to get any kind of result out of that game. 
However, I certainly never expected that we get in. I mean, I was saying they were utter dross. So they picked up a point there, and then obviously we'll talk about the weekend. But they went on to get another point on Saturday. Yeah, I, I, I well, <laughs> I think the point they got in midweek was probably a lot better than the point they got on Saturday because I mean, well, we may as well move on it because we're not going to talk much about the midweek games. Um, but they, they they got a two each draw with Partick, a Partick Thistle team who went down to ten men at one each and then took the lead. <laughs> so Kilmarnock got the, a two each draw thanks to Chris Boyd late on. But uh, you, you would kind of hope that Kilmarnock playing against ten men would have been a bit better than going from one each to two one down. Yeah, but if, if if they if they want to feel a wee bit better, they just have to look along the road at uh, Dundee United because they get absolutely hammered. They get bumped. Hammered that didn't scored. I know they've only played twice before, but they certainly maybe they were saving the goals for Dundee United. It's the first time since what January I've seen Hamilton actually look pretty good. Now I don't know if that was a case of Hamilton looking good and Dund- or Dundee United looking bad, but I, I'm, I'm hesitant to say it after. Say, uh, Slighting Kilmarnock last week, but Dundee United's defence was horrendous. Aye, and I'm, I'm hesitant because that's Celtic's next opponent. <laughs> See, they were actually decent. They were they, are, they actually played alright against Aberdeen, but since that uh, I mentioned last week, I do think they need a bit more a bit of experience at the centre, uh, either keeper or centre back, because they're playing a 21 year old, 20 year old, 22 year old, mm-hmm. and and also as well, not just that, but in front of them. They've got Suter, who's bought 18, protecting him. So there's not a lot of experience back there. Um, I'm not sure. Even actually the whole team. And on uh, the other night, I think they had seven players starting that were under the age of 23. So it's a fairly young team. I'm just feeling old these days. Aye, I know. <laughs> it's depressing. Because when you start seeing players that are attacked, like the likes I've seen Ryan Giggs retire. I know, aye. As we grow you've grown up his full hard. career. Know. Know that way. Um, I'm 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 still I'm still calling it the, the fact that Alex Neil is just slightly older than me. <laughs> He's a manager though. Aye, uh, that's uh, what I mean. It's, uh, it's, 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 managers getting younger than you, that's when you start getting really scary. Uh, so I'm, I'm calling it to that we hope that he's that's he's still quite young for a manager to be fair. Uh, so. uh, and he's he's doing alright in there, that's yes, yeah. Uh, but certainly going back to the Hamilton game, certainly the, that first goal that Crawford scored gave them a bit of confidence, but even before that they yeah. were creating chances. And you never know, that. maybe that's the, the turning point for them. It could yeah, be, yeah. Right? I mean, they cheat, they're... we've got confidence at the back that they can defend yeah. all right. Uh, however, I think if the, the next player that will kind of be going from Hamilton will be Ali Crawford. He kind of seems to always have been pressed a lot last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. then he's kind of certainly doing the game on Saturday. Even before that, when Hamilton weren't doing that well, he's he's impressed so far. Uh, he's still looked to one of the better players. Uh, but I think we should we should probably uh, praise the two teams with 100% record because although Aberdeen had the weekend off he's, he's turned it around against Motherwell I don't know well I, I see you turned it around Motherwell did a good job of gifting you <laughs> well that's us won four in a row against Motherwell so, <laughs> did, you, did you see did you look at the winner closely <laughs> the keeper ran into his own defender and fell down <laughs> a bit of a calamity but oh it was a horror show it makes a change though last year it was us that was having problems at set pieces with keepers not coming off the line or keepers colliding with other players so I kind of certainly helped but I, I think uh, certainly the, the week's rest has certainly helped us out because I mentioned last week that against uh, Kyra we were dreadful at set pieces and then yeah. obviously the winner came from a set piece so that's pleasing I'd imagine that was kind of worked on during the week uh, 
Or I think as well, Dyer McGinn was outstanding, certainly. Everything seemed to go through him again. Uh, if he's in form, Aberdeen are usually going to play pretty well. He's a kind of key player for us, certainly. Uh, good to well, I know. He keeps on getting in positions to score, but just can't buy a goal just now. I think the best chance he had was certainly the header. I thought it was the best chance he had to score. And it's difficult mm. to say whether he should still start because, you know, if Rooney plays, he will score goals. But I've mentioned before a lot that Rooney gets very isolated in games if things aren't maybe going that well. Whereas Goodwillie is always kind of linking up. And even if he's not scoring, he's kind of, more of a kind of team player. Yeah. But sometimes maybe if you're not playing well, you want a poacher in the team that if the ball goes to him, you think, aye, he's, go- he's going to score. You'd put your money on him scoring. Whereas if Goodwillie got a chance, you would have put money on him scoring, which is a problem. So, difficult to see. It'd be interesting. It's always good to have options, obviously. Uh, so, we'll see how that one continues. Much as at half-time, uh, Rooney ended up coming on for a flood. So, bye. All positive. Uh, I move, huh? Going a goal behind. Even McKenna said himself that he wasn't kind of too bothered about going behind. He was still kind of confident with winning. I think fans as well, I don't think. Previously, obviously prior to last season, if we'd been at a goal behind, you think, oh well, the mentality is not there to kind of come back and get us out. But well, that's it. The, it's the changed it's just you, massive change. The, the confidence you grew last season still, still, still there. So it's it's good to see that uh, even even going a goal down, you're not you're not panicking, which is that's that's what you need. That's that's how you get the wins. Yep. So uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. Although you've got three wins out of three, Hearts are top of the league thanks to the, the four wins out of four. Aye, I thought it was going to be a tricky fixture so, as well for them on Saturday. It, it, well, it seemed that. It, it seemed that way, but then was it a penalty for the? <laughs> well, it was a penalty, but uh, I think they put their own player. Uh, aye, because there seemed to be a couple of no, no, I think it, it was a couple of surely. That I think played. so. Uh, uh, I think, uh, unfortunately, both Andy and uh, Laurie would probably know better than we would because they were there. Aye, sitting. Well, one was sitting in front of the other one. Apparently, aye. <laughs> they didn't even know. So uh, uh, it was it, it was a it was a weird incident in the penalty because it was a couple of they looked like there might have been a couple of fouls but it was never in it was completely clear cut but uh, yeah I mean they, they got Ross County back into the game but Hearts hung on and, and got the win and that followed up the two 0 win at home to Motherwell so yep. yeah Hearts top of the league Hearts are getting used to top of, top of the league aren't they they are I I'm just kind of carried on for last season seen a start as well at the weekend they've only lost to something like two away games at all 17 or something like that really that's, so, that's impressive going which is pretty decent uh, yeah. I mentioned as well last week about Patterson being a threat as well he scored for Hearts mm-hmm. and the only thing is I would say that I think Fox passed looking at a wee bit for the first goal being at the near post which is a strike from Sewell was pretty good yeah uh, uh, and I'm not, never happy about keeping Oh, it was, uh, he hopes we don't mention it. Maybe a difficult height, maybe you could. But strikers probably strikers are really looking to put that away. I would think. You would, you would hope so. Um, was that us covered? I've already. Uh, as far as the football goes, done decent chance. Ah, done. Ah, decent chance. because we, we mentioned it with the charity bit. Ah, but picks had a good week. <laughs> You get the, the, the equaliser against Dundee United and then get the, the opener against St Johnson. So. Yep. Uh, Hemmings again on our goal. Yeah, aye, the, the the cross was a cracker though. Aye, uh, Nicky Lowe, obviously he moved from Aberdeen in the summer. He got both, yeah. he kind of set up both the goals. He came on uh, against Dundee United and looked quite good. But yeah, be good to see. they've certainly got a few options in midfield anyway. 
because uh, obviously Thompson was out and uh, Loy was out again. I don't know what's up with him because he missed last Saturday as well, but he was back. I'm pretty sure he was back midweek. Mm-hmm. I might be wrong, no. I think they were. And then he was out again at the weekend, but McGowan and Loki went. Kind of did well. Mm-hmm. One thing I should mention though, Paul Hartley looks better with a beard. Get a beard back, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows beard is best. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with that one. So there's a there's a wee gap opening up already with the between fourth and fifth because like, I think most of this in the podcast said that the top four was like Celtic, Aberdeen, Hearts, Dundee, uh, and we've already got that. It was slightly different order, of course, but uh, there's a three point gap between Dundee and fourth and Hamilton and fifth. But I mean Hamilton have got the game in hand against Aberdeen, obviously, but there's, there's just a wee gap appearing there already. I don't know yeah. how long that gap will last, but it's it's. It wouldn't surprise me because those are the four teams that have played well so far this season. Well, we've got a big test on uh, Saturday with Aberdeen and Dundee. See how that your, goes. Your, your bogey team. Bogey team, right. <laughs> for last season. So, mm-hmm. big game though, right? Should be a really good game, I think. Yeah, I, I, well, I mean, we've got the, the Dundee United Celtic game at lunchtime as well on Saturday. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see how that goes. And then Hearts are home with Party Thistle. You'd expect they'd win that. But uh, I, I would say you're right, Aberdeen Dundee's probably the, the game of the weekend. I think as well playing, I think as well playing Dundee will suit us, because as I've mentioned already, this year they obviously are attacking, but they're more attacking than they were last year, I think. Mm. Uh, and I think we, it suits us better to be playing a team that are a bit more open. Ah, you could be right, so, so, uh, you, might, you might actually be able to beat them, Misty. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it should be a good game. Yeah. Right, we'll come back to the, 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 the weekend fixtures later on when we do the predictions, because we'll need to... We're going to talk about that and then worry about a charity bit. But uh, we should give a brief mention to the, the, the lower leagues because we mentioned the Fairman earlier on with their 7-1 win. And apparently they're already odds on for the, the League 1. I mean, I mean, they've got 6 points out of 6 and so have 4 for. But uh, I, mean, I think it's the, the way the Fairman have been winning that's, that's making a difference. So uh, four, It was 4-0 for 4 against Albion over, so it's not as if they're, they're not scoring goals themselves. Um there is the what's it called again? Petrofact Training Cup, the Potty Training Cup. That's it. Uh, it's coming up in midweek. Um, and uh, does anybody care? I don't. I don't, I don't even know if uh, teams are in it here. To be honest, <laughs> I'm not sure. Not. Yeah, it's coming up. It's in midweek. Have fun. There's other midweek games coming up as well. Uh, a bigger game. <laughs> I, I suppose the one thing we were going to maybe mention was the Nathan Ottawa. Thin. Oh, the showboating. The, the showboating. I don't like showboating. It's I don't not even good showboating. I agree that the showboating should be in the game, right? Because it's an entertainment sport and they end up. So oh, but I, I, I'm going there to be entertained. If somebody wants to do some showboating, great. I, I, I remember uh, there, was a, there was a League Cup semi final in 2001. Is that a Celtic won three one. No, the the, the Kajewski's one's another one actually. But Bobby Pett, I was showboating in it and got booted up in the air. And then the next day, the press were coming out and saying, "Oh, Bobby Pett, I could have caused a riot." <laughs> for showboating? Are you kidding? Ah, I don't know. So apparently, apparently, it was bad back then. But now, now it's a Rangers player that was doing it. Oh well, that's that's that's, that's a shame that he's he's been he's been criticised so much for showboating. To be fair, I would criticise him because it was rubbish. Aye. <laughs> he's tried to showboat and lost the ball. It doesn't count if you lose the ball. But that's probably what I want to chat about. Pretty much. Right, because Rangers won 5-1 in the, the telegame on Sunday. Um, 
she maybe got mentioned in the bottom. Uh, they picked up another Aye, one. two wins at two. Aye. So, so they're up there, third, third place in goal difference. Uh, Queen of South, they're two wins at two as well. So worth Aye. mentioning them. Oh, uh, Livingston down there again already. St Mirren have had a really bad start with, with two defeats. Yeah. Uh, Hibs, Hibs was the other one, I suppose. They, they, they did beat Walton. So we should, we should praise them. Because um, Jason Cummins came off the bench to get the goal. So that's uh, something to note. Uh, you, you'd imagine Hibs will maybe start now, they can, now they can put the, the Scott Allen stuff behind them they might start get, uh, moving with the, the, the challenge in the, yeah. the championship because they'll be looking to get promoted they've already spent one season down there they're spending a second now I don't think they want to spend a third no. so they want to you, you'd imagine they want to at least get to the uh, want the, the playoff spot but then they've got uh, Rangers and they? get through that again that's the problem it's like, you'd imagine Rangers have been there as well oh but it's Rangers Hibs this weekend is it not in the league I oh think. yeah, so it is. Aye, no, you're right. Yep, Rangers, so, Hubs, Ibrox, and then they obviously get Cuff six two in the the potty training cup uh, a few weeks ago. So we'll see if that, we'll see if it's made any difference. But, um, Moving on to European we, football chat. I was going to say just to, just to finish off the lower leagues. Elgin City two wins out of two in League Two. The only team in the division there. Our both are bottom of that. That's a bit of, that's a bit of a surprise. I didn't expect that. Thought they might have done a bit better. But uh, ah, it's still early days, so... I mean, even sports seem more embarrassed to be saying that it's three weeks in and now we're going to finally show the league table. Ah, oh, well, Some folk are saying Hearts are title challengers already. Well, they're four wins out of four, so... They're looking good for it, I think that's the thing. They're getting the wins, and it's not as if... It's not as if they're born. <laughs> the fourth three against St Johnson was a good start. Aye, I think that the only trouble might be, I think, defensively, whether they're, they're solid enough to be challenging at all. But we'll see what happens. Still, obviously, to play the like Saturday on Celtic, so that'll be the, uh, the big test. Well, I mean, they've played Dundee one already, so that was a that was a good result for them last week. But um, yeah, I mean, the other games were against like St Johnson, Motherwell. They played Partick Thistle this weekend. Ross County was obviously the weekend there. That's they're, they're not playing the greatest teams in the league with all, with all due respect. So, um, mind you, neither are Celtic, and we maybe I should drop points midweek, so maybe I should shop. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I mean, well, obviously the big game in midweek is the, the Celtic Malmo game. It's uh, Celtic already guaranteed European football up till Christmas, regardless of what happens in this. I believe you're going um, as well. I get to go to the game. Yeah, I'm going to win. I'm going to Wednesday. Yeah, so that's, that's Hunter. my first game of the season. Glory Hunter, that's up. It's just uh, just think how things have worked out. I can actually get to this game. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, obviously, I'm a bit nervous about it because I'm dying to get us back into the Champions League and. Uh, I mean, Malmo are, uh, like, let's use the old fashioned phrase, no mugs. <laughs> or nay mugs, I suppose it is. Aye, but we, as we spoke a wee bit before the podcast about kind of our league position and where they are in the league, and I think, was it a couple of weeks ago, I'd seen that they were sixth in the league and thought, oh, that can't be that good, but then, we're looking at before the podcast started, they're in fifth yeah, they're, place. They're, they're up to fifth and only four points behind Gothenburg, who are in the lead. So, so that's, uh, they won 2 0 against Gethley at the weekend. And but um, the, the other statistic I was looking up is. Um, that Celtic really want to be taking a lead over there because apparently Malmo haven't conceded a goal in qualifying since Nikita Jelovic for Rangers in 2011. Oh, so that's that's Dynamo Zagreb, Drogheda United, Hibs, Swansea City, Ventspils, Sparta Prague, Red Bull Salzburg twice, Zalgiris Vilnius, uh, I've all gone to Malmo and not scored. So that's that's been some research, some eh? no, I've been doing my research. Uh, uh, uh. Aye, and there's obviously and an interesting side note about. The, their top goal scorer, Berge, 
Berger, it was a Celtic last season, yeah, I know. Um, he's actually he's joint top scorer with Rosenberg, which is good for us because Rosenberg's actually suspended for the first big. Uh, he got he's picked up three bookings in qualifying already, so he's out. Uh, also out is Enoch Kofi Adu, who got sent off in the in the second leg against Red uh, Red Bull Salzburg a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, but yeah, it's, they're going to be difficult to, to get past. Um, they, they actually have a really good record against Scottish teams because, as well as that, the, when when the Jelvic scored that goal in twenty eleven, that was that that levelled the tie, but Malmo equalised. On the night and having won one nil at Ibrox, they put Rangers out. They also, obviously, they beat Hibs a couple of years ago. Uh, two 0 over there and the seven 0 thrashing at Easter Road. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're definitely used to coming to play Scottish teams. Um, Always a good temperament as well. Scandinavian teams, you know that they're going to. Yeah. have problems travelling. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, I suppose on the other hand. Celtic's record against uh, Swedish teams is played four, won three, drawn one, conceded none. Because we beat, we beat Helsingborg home and away, we beat Elfsborg at home and drew nothing each room in uh, in Sweden. So I mean, it's, it's something's going to give, and hopefully it's going to be uh, the goals over in in Malmo. So uh, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting game. And let's say no matter what happens, we're, we're at least group stage of the Europa League uh, if we don't get past Malmo. But if we want to play in the Champions League. We need to be beating teams like Malmo. No disrespect to them, but uh, I mean, what I'm saying, they haven't conceded any goals at home in qualifying. But when you take into account they were in, they were in the Champions League last season. Uh, uh, both Atletico Madrid and Juventus won in Malmo, uh, and the, the season they, they put Rangers out, they eventually dropped into the, the Europa League, and like, Austria Vienna and Metalist Kharkiv also scored against them uh, in Malmo. So it's not as if it's not as if teams haven't scored against them. It's just the qualifying no one has. Aye, so the difficulty might be the home. The, is it good having the home leg first? Do you think? Get a marker down. Well, that, see, that, there's always this debate, right? As far as I'm concerned, I like the home leg first because anytime somebody suggests to me the home leg first, the first thing that comes to mind is we went all the way to Seville that way, and every round in the Seville season we played at home first and took something that we could we could use in the second leg. So even even if it was uh, like the one each draw against Boavista, we had. All we had to do was score over there, and, and, and that put us through. But uh, I mean, it was like there was like one 0 wins against Celta Vigo and uh, Blackburn, and it's, it's good to have something to build on. Now, I, I, I can I can understand the other side of it. I can understand you go there, get a half decent result, and bring it back. But then again, we did it against Maribor last season. We went to Maribor in the first leg, got a one each draw over there, which is a decent result. You've got the away goal. There was that whole thing about how um, probably should have scored more because there was one. Uh, it was a Van Dyke header that Johansson blocked in the line by accident, <laughs> and then there was another point in, in, the, in the second half where Johansson was running through and going fell over his own feet. Maybe Johansson doesn't want to think about that. <laughs> but, uh, I think look at it's, it. it's, 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 it's fine margins at this level. I mean, you've got to take your chances. I think that's crucial. It's the one thing we haven't been doing recently, which concerns me. Yeah. And I think we, we, uh, we mentioned it earlier with Boyata being a bit. Uh, prone to giving the ball away we can't afford to be doing that at this level I, I think in the bigger games in Europe you just got to tell them just defend don't you just leave the fancy stuff or any kind of passing to Van Dijk yeah. if you're unsure just put up the park then again Boyata has scored in yeah, he's been the last two home game. games so yeah. uh, look if at, do that again that'd be great looking at Malmo's recent form no domestic level it looks like they certainly score goals but they're prone to conceding as well so that probably bodes well for Celtic that yeah. in terms of 
maybe defensively they're they're not the best. Yeah, I mean even even in the last uh, the last round against Red Bull Salzburg, they were two 0 down for the, the the game in Salzburg. They had to win three 0 at home to get to turn that tie around, which is it was an impressive turnaround. Uh, they did uh, they scored the three goals in the first half as well over there, and then went down to ten men. So it's it's although although Celtic really want to be taking something there and keeping a clean sheet, there's still that worry that even if they do that, Malmore will get what turn around. So it's yeah. it's, gonna, it's it's not. The, Both the teams will fancy their chances, I think. That's yeah, I think so. I think, I think, I think over so. in Sweden, the, Swe- yeah. in the Swedish Football Forum's podcast, they'll be talking tonight saying, <laughs> Marble will fancy it. Yeah, it's, it's like, like the tie's not going to be won on, when, on Wednesday night, but it could quite easily be lost. That sounds like a cliche. <laughs> nah, if you can stop them scoring. That's it, that's all I want. If we stop them scoring, that would be bad. Ah. <sighs> I'd rather take the lead. Aye, no, I'd, I'd rather, I'd, a 1-0 would do me. A 2-0 would be great. But, I mean, even getting a 2-0, I'll be, I'll be thinking about Red Bulls Salzburg until what, a week on Tuesday. <laughs> but we'll, we'll get to talk about it. I'll, I'll actually have seen the game. That'll be, that'll be a novelty. Because I've struggled seeing the football recently. Not even sure if it's on TV or not. Or if anyone's picked up. Yeah, it is. It's on um, BT Sport. Because it's the, the playoff round of the Champions League now. And from the oh, playoff aye, round right. forward, BT Sport have got a lot. So it's no longer in the, the realms of the, the, the clubs. It has to be shown on TV. So um, I think I was reading that uh, Chris Sutton is alongside Derek Ray uh, in the, the commentary. So that's Aye. on both legs. Chris Sutton has not exactly been getting good reviews by his commentary. I don't know. I've not really heard them. I've not, I've not either, to be fair. Uh, but I'll, I'll probably won't see the game in Wales anyway because uh, they're all playing. So they're at home. So I'll probably must. Mind you, they'll kick off. Mike Carter's second half. We'll see. There we go. Nobody can complain. We don't talk about football at all levels, and we just mentioned Talbot. Exactly. I think that's the first mention of the season as well. Who they played? The Parkhead Rovers. So household name. But yeah, uh, I was at a game last Wednesday uh, against Muirkirk, and it was seven-one to Talbot. It was in the kind of start of the season. Juniors were kind of domestic, uh, kind of local cup. So it's all kind of teams from all kind of levels. So. Aye, seven one few trials playing for Talbot and stuff like that. So it's decent game though for a. It's not quite pre season. It is a cup, but the bigger teams tend to use it to kind of play trialists and check out players because they're still trying to finalise their squad for the, the season starting. So, right. So when's the season start proper then? Season starts properly. Oh, let me think. I think it's um, trying to get it's Saturday. Might I think it probably a Saturday actually. Because I work hard, he's end up not taking as much notice, but... <laughs> he should be keeping up with the results, at least. Oh, I know, keep up with the results, aye, but <laughs> in terms of, I think it, pretty sure it is Saturday. The league starts. Yeah, there's a um, championship football on Friday night, Morton versus St. Martin. Oh, aye, yeah, because actually, this, probably, this is probably quite bad, but... Uh, I've obviously I've not been in any Aberdeen games this season, but my I've got a friend who is a a Morton fan, and I've previously been in, I've previously gone to a St Mirren Morton game at Capello, and he said to be on Friday about maybe going. So, oh nice! Oh, that would be fun. A, a Renfrewshire derby. Aye. Why did they call it a Renfrewshire derby Morton? I don't, I don't play know. in Renfrewshire. Uh, but the game I went to, I'm trying to remember how long ago it was. I think it was maybe about three seasons ago, and it was in the League Cup, and it finished four three to St Mirren. It's a nice. game. Uh, the league campaign, no for Talbot, going back to that, starts a week on Saturday. There we go. A home game. So. 
I don't suppose Morton's at Burns and Alba or something, is it? It might be picked up by somewhere. It might be. So it's odd that it's Friday night for a game that could be quite heated. <laughs> I, well, I suppose, though, in a way, though, you're going to have... Well, folks should be at work, but I don't know how many St. Mirren fans work. Um, so, see what happens. I'm, that was my joke, obviously. <laughs> Before I'm inundated with abuse from St. Mirren fans. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> oh, obviously, the, the, the Rangers-Hibs game is on the uh, half 12 on Sunday as well, so... That's your, uh, that's your championship offer on. Um, but uh, probably, probably a good idea to move on to the, the, the predictions in for um, the top flight, the real league. Yep. Thank uh, you. We've got six uh, games to predict this time. Yeah. It's the last week where the predictions took about half the podcast. Yep. Right, so we, can, we should be able to battle through these. There's only two years as well. So uh, We'll start off on Saturday lunchtime, 12 o'clock kick-off, Dundee United versus Celtic. I'm going to see... Well, this is it's tricky, isn't it? Because we've played on Wednesday night as well. Oh, right, I'm just going to go with my standard 2 0 Celtic. Celtic, aye, it's going to work out alright for you a few times. Um, I'd be inclined to say the same, I think. Because, but uh, I don't do United now, Celtic 2. Odds 10 to 1, don't do United are. Draw is 9 2. And Celtic are 2 to 7. Right, so we'll not, we'll not go anywhere near that with the charity, but as nah. per usual. Alright, moving on to the three o'clock games. That's uh, the rest of the, the, the rest of the that's the rest of the field actually. It's uh, three o'clock Saturday. I hope so. Saturday fixtures again, which is Good, good, that's fine. Hope we're not. That's what we want. Uh, so first on the list, Aberdeen versus Dundee. Uh I'm gonna suggest that yeah, you'll probably be right, you'll probably, probably finally beat them that they're gonna be attacking you, so I'll say two one Aberdeen. Hi, I think that's got making of a classic, uh, to be fair. Uh, saying that now will probably be now now after me saying that but no I know we goals in it um, and I'd, be, I'd actually probably be inclined to go the same as yourself 2-1 to Aberdeen I'd, I'd be very surprised if it's now now. <laughs> uh, but Aberdeen it's quite, the odds aren't that great for Aberdeen 1-2 it just shows you now Aberdeen are getting similar odds at home mm-hmm. thinking of what Celtic get um, or even mind you when Celtic get away from home Ah well, because United are doing too great. So uh, that doesn't help. Uh, the draws ten to three, but Dundee are six to one. I mean, if wasn't an Aberdeen fan, that's pretty high. If wasn't an Aberdeen fan the way Dundee Aye. have been going this season. And I've said before, Dundee are a better team away from home than they are at home. Uh, so, Aye, true. I, I, I wouldn't be punting it myself, but no, I, I, I don't fancy it. But it's, it's, I don't think they're a sixty one. Oh, no, I don't think so. No, given the record against Aberdeen last season, that's, exactly. that's very high. I think we are very short at one to two. Yeah. yeah, right. Okay, moving on. Hearts versus Partick Thistle. I might, I, I might predict first because so far I've just copied you. I've not really copied you. I, I, you know, <laughs> what I've thought. All right, uh, cool. So I will go for 3 1 to Hearts. Damn, I'm going to change Because I was going to say 3 1. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, is that um, You know what? I'm just going to 3 1. Well, Looking at that, then Hearts again. Right, we're getting a bit of value this year with Hearts. Hearts are ten to eleven. Um, the draws thirteen at home, right? Uh, the draws thirteen to five, and part of this were three to one. So, I think Hearts might be might be I one of so. our one of our bets this week. I'm almost disappointed we didn't put them in the charity bet last week. I w- somebody predicted a draw. That's what I did. After the draw, but I never go. seen Aye. SPL stats saying that Ross County haven't drawn a game at Victoria Park for something like twenty four games. <laughs> As many as that. 
Aye. I know, I think you're right, aye. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty long. I, I think the hearts have got to be good for the charity, but I think so. That sounds good. Right, okay, we'll move on. Inverness versus Hamilton. Do you want to go first? Oh, I'll go first. Um, I'll go for a two-all draw. <laughs> Does a pause from you? Is that what you're going to present as well? No. No, oh. I, 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 I don't, I'm, I'm debating whether I want to go for Hamilton win or if I don't. Because Hamilton did beat... They did gub Dundee United. But it was Dundee United. This game's up in Inverness. I don't, I don't think Inverness have been too great this season so far. Right, they, got, they, got the, they got the two goals back against Celtic at the weekend there, but I don't think there's anything great about them at the moment. They're certainly missing Gary Warren. That injury didn't help. Yeah, and if you look at a couple of Celtic goals on Saturday, I think if Warren had been there, might not have been scored. First and second, I think. Right, I might copy in a draw, but I'm going to say one each. One each, right. Um, the betting for the game is Inverness are 11 to 10, draws 12 to 5. And the away wins 13 to 5. I'm not going to have to put it in a draw. No, I was going to say the same. <laughs> I, 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 I think it's been, I don't, I don't think it's ever better draw, isn't it? Uh, no, it's, it's, it's too easy to screw up. Uh, right, okay, next, Kilmarnock versus Ross County. I'm going 2 1 Ross County. Going 2 1 Ross County. I'm tempted to go for Ross County myself, however, Kilmarnock last couple of games draws. Uh, hmm. No, nah, I think I'll go a draw. Set in the fence. I think I'll go for an R2 draw. So that could be Kilmarnock's third 2-0 draw in a row. I'd love to see the SPL stats comment on that one. Aye, so Kilmarnock are 95, <laughs> which um, <laughs> at home the draw is 5-2 to two and, and uh, Ross County are 29-20. to 20. That's not bad. I'm not going to pick it for the charity bit, but that's, that's, that's tempting personally. Which one? Um, Ross County, Ross 20, County. 20. Yep. Uh, Okay, right. Final game of the weekend, St. Johnson versus Motherwell. Paul Band is really tempting right now. Do I start? Um, Do you want to start? Go for it. Uh, well, I'll give you two starts, actually. St. Johnson have drawn their last five matches in the Premier League. Supposedly, is that right? Must be, must be due a win or a loss at this point. I can't even, no, sorry, the last five home matches, sorry. I meant in the Premier League. Um, and Motherwell have lost 10 of their last 12 matches, away matches. <laughs> so. Well, Somewhere's got a key. <laughs> it can't be a draw and a defeat for Motherwell. Um, I might just go completely against those odds and say 1 0 Motherwell. Are you going 1 0 Motherwell? Uh, yeah. I think St. Johnson will get our first one of this season. And I shall go for 2 1 at St. Johnson. Uh, what odds are we getting after? The odds on this well, doesn't it? Have I'll say, but um, St. Johnson are 21 to 20, draws 12 to 5, and Motherwell are 27 to 10. But Motherwell mother are quite tempting. They've been poor though since the first, well not poor, yeah. but results wise certainly they've been poor since the, the first day of the season. They weren't, they weren't too bad against Aberdeen, this is no, the thing, it's pretty balanced. You the goals, pretty, that's it's the problem. Pretty balanced in terms of chances, kind of, that bit. looking at the highlights though in, in sports scene, you'd have thought Aberdeen dominated the game because they never really showed that many Motherwell chances. Mm. Right, so we're going to need to delve into the lower leagues to see what else we've got. We are indeed. I think. 
And we need a we need a first goal scorer anyway. Are we going to even consider anybody other than back to L back to? I, I I I don't know. I reckon we should be just stick with him until he lights us down. I know. Well, he said it's been four, four in a row. He said aye. So it's it's kind of hard to bet against anybody else, isn't it? Yeah, did it Peter Head this weekend? That's what they're playing. I, I fancy him. I fancy him. We get a goal again. All right, we'll go well back to you again for the, the the first goal scorer. Let's see, but first what's we got? Let's see who else is Falkirk at Livingston, maybe. Ah, uh, I, I don't know whether we should be like a home home teams, maybe. I know. Just because if there's a bad value, just been against the good Hearts. Yeah, I know. I, I think I think we're definitely taking the Hearts. Let's see if we can bind them. Yeah. I think Falkirk at Livingston is maybe worth wanting to look at, but if there's anything better at home, I. You've got which more than a home is it, man? I don't know, but I don't know if I would touch that. I think I know it's a Friday night bet, and it's a bit of derby. You never bet in a Friday aye, night, so never bet in a derby. I'm just curious. Um, <laughs> Four for a home is then he's maybe. Do we want to go down? Fit, oh, mind you, down firmly, wait to get ahead, but I, yeah. but I don't know what that, let's see what odds are there, actually. Just as a consideration, if we can't find anything else. Peter had a third in the table. Four to six. Don't fail enough. Four to six. Uh, I don't think that's worth a risk. Uh, Stranraer at home to air. I don't know. Let's join. But that's maybe a bit dodgy. Uh, nah, it is a bit. Four for home to stay. He's more a better better, I think. Because I think four for are going to be the rivals for that title. So, kind of fancy that one. Um. Let's see, let's see. I'm not going to see anything else at home that fits. Cause Aye, because I was going to maybe mention Rangers, but they're very short at one to two. Oh, that'll be garbage. Wraith Rovers at home to Aloha. I don't know. Four, mm. yeah, four to five. Maybe. What is, what is the Falkirk at Livingston? 11 to 10, which is aye, it's a decent price. See, that's the thing, it's a, it's a decent price. Falkirk are four yeah. points out of six, Livingston have got none. I think Hearts and Falkirk's a good bit of double. I think so. Uh, going back to your last Morton, they're 14 to 5 against St. Mirren. Ah, I see. That's, that's, that's mighty odds. Not touching it for a charity bet, though. So. Anything in League 2? Um, not really. Elgin are 19 to 10, but it's East 5 and East 5 are. You're alright. Aye, why not? Hearts Falkirk, go with it. Hearts Falkirk, well, it's £40 return. Ah, that's alright. £40.09, but mind you, lose the stake. So it drops to 30. Just that to a double, or do we all treble, like last week? I know, I'm just wondering that. We could put Dunfermline in. Put Dunfermline in. Well, 46 Dunfermline, that's not bad for Dunfermline. See the fact that we got a win, I reckon, go to treble. And it's on my head if it doesn't go in, obviously. A treble on Hearts Falkirk and Dunfermline is... Returning sixty six eighty two. Mm. Is that stake or not? No, oh, they will be fifty six eighty two. Why should take off a stake? Mm. So that's not bad. Sorry, that's that's more than we, that's more than we made this week. Off the single bets because we're forty odd quid each. Let's go with the treble. Right, Falkirk, Hearthstone, Fairman, treble, and then later on we have Dunfermline. Oh, mind you, first goal scorer. Some, oh, sometimes we'd like to some do it. We usually avoid that, don't we? Nah, it's alright, we, we doubled up this week. Aye, aye, we did. Aye. Uh, the first goal scorer bet uh, doesn't exist yet, so we will get to that 
Maybe the same odds. Maybe they're for the same odds, I think. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to two at the weekend. We will tweet, though, everything out from the SFF podcast Twitter account, of course. Uh, check out what Friday, Saturday kind of time for the, the up to date odds from McBookie. And we should say thank you to McBookie because that was a, a great win for us for a change. Um, and they were, they were very quick to congratulate us. So. Ah, you know, we've got rid of Greg. That's. We'll be better with a betting. Greg thought, <laughs> you know, top tip star. Craig as well, I mean. That's us. No, that's it. We're, 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 they'll never come back on, we'll be insufferable. Aye. Craig won't like it now that there's no championship chat. Very yeah, we, talk, we did talk about the championship. We even talked about League Two. Come on, well, and we talked about the juniors and League One. We covered everyone. To be fair, we've, we've not covered yeah. the Lowland League. I was going to say Lowland League and the Highland League hadn't been covered, but uh, well, we can probably get Andy on at some point and talk about the Highland League. He'll be he'll be more clued up about it than we will. Aye, he'll be more, he'll be more clued up in the Lowland, Lowland League as well. Oh, mind you, actually, wait a minute. Oh, I think you. I I did hear something about the Lowland League at the weekend though. Mm-hmm. Um. Kamarik, one of the areas in Kamarik is called Bonington, and they are trying to apply for the Lowland League. So that could be a new team for next year, Bonington. So, see what happens there. Is that a 15 team league at the moment? If so, yep. Um, But I don't know whether, I'd imagine they must be um, taking entries each year or something, or at least inviting teams to to apply for the league. Aye, they seem to be. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Because obviously Kilmarnock senior team isn't that well supported, so whether maybe would fans go and watch the, the new team instead? God, that's just what you need Kilmarnock always need more fans. Aye. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to look in their website and their table doesn't work. <laughs> which which uh, website are you trying? The, oh, there you go, the Lowland League table. Edinburgh City are top after five games, Aye. 100% record. Not bad. Uh, Cumberland Colts, that's who it was that joined the league yeah. this year. They are sitting 8th, so mid-table. Alright. Yeah, and there is 15. Uh, I admit they've got a 5-point lead there already, over Selkirk. Aye, they're a good side. Uh, East Cobride have got a game in hand over them right enough. They're 6 points ahead of them. So. Aye, looking good. That probably covers it. Just... I don't understand. It that does, aye. That's it. That's, we, 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 we could look at the Highland League, <laughs> if I'm quick. Have a look, aye. Uh, Right, okay, after four games in the Highland League, Brother Rangers and Turf United are top in 12 points. So, as you were last season, and Brother Rangers yeah. were top. Brother, Ra- Brother Rangers have scored 26 goals in those four <laughs> games. They've got a goal difference of plus 24. So, I uh, could be seeing them in the playoff again. Should be the same playoff uh, as last season. Pretty much. Well, I don't know, it depends who the... Well, aye, that bit aye. It depends who's going to be the, 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 the team 42 or whatever we're calling it. The bottom of the league too. Not interesting to see. Yeah. Well, there, there was a good experience this year. So. Fingers crossed, whoever gets in playoffs is uh, coming up and not just retaining the position like the last season. I we're both thinking about that. Yeah, I'm going to moan about that every week. At the every opportunity, aren't I? Yeah. Right, oh, that's uh, probably us then. Right, uh, thanks everybody for listening. And um, what's your anything else to add? No. Oh. That's us then. All right. Cheers, Thanks for coming on, John. And I'll speak to you again next week. Cheers, Cass. Bye. Right. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>